Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to episode 76 of the WP Builds podcast entitled How to Build and Manage a Successful Plugin Business with Sujay Pawar. Now Sujay is from Brainstorm Force and we'll be talking to him a little bit later. Before that we're going to have the discussion with David Wormsley and I, David from davidwormsley.com and that discussion is called Backups. What's all the fuss about? Um, after that, we go to the interview with Sujay, and then right at the end, for a few minutes, we have an ending fact, which this week is how many WordPress comments are there out there? Just to let you know that there are a couple of offers on at the moment. Um, 15% can be had off all Brainstorm Force products with the offer code WPBUILDS, all capital letters, no spaces. That's available until the 20th of May 2018. Brainstorm Force is the company um, which Sujay is a part of, so you can find out more about him and his products a little bit later. Um, also, if you want to get 25% off Main WP, which is a plugin which allows you to manage all of your WordPress installs in one central dashboard, you can use the exact same offer code WP Builds, all capital letters, no spaces, and you can get 25% off at the checkout. Okay. This episode was published on the 17th of May 2018 and my name's Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development agency based in the north of England. Please go over to the WP Builds website where you can share using the buttons underneath the podcast player. We always appreciate iTunes reviews because apparently they boost the popularity of the, uh, you know, the podcast in general. Okay, um, if you go to wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook, you get to our Facebook group, forward slash subscribe to subscribe to the newsletter, forward slash advertise if you would like to very kindly put an advert on the podcast, forward slash YouTube if you want to listen to these on YouTube, forward slash Slack if you want to join our growing Slack channel, and forward slash deals where we're going to be putting all of the deals so that I don't have to keep mentioning them all the time. Okay, so today talking to Sujay Pawar, you've definitely um, come across his products before. He is a part of Brainstorm Force and has loads and loads of products. For example, um, Ultimate Add-ons for Beaver Builder, Ultimate Add-ons for Elementor, Convert Pro, All-in-One Schema Pro, WP Portfolio, the Astra theme. I could go on. It's a lot. We'll be talking to him in a little while, but first of all, I would like to say thank you very much for listening yet again to the podcast. Much appreciated. And we shall now go on to the discussion with David Wormsley and I. Thanks for listening. This discussion we are calling Backups because we don't have an imaginative title. But it is a follow-on. It's another one of David McCann's suggestion. It's a good one because we've never talked about this one before. And maybe... We need to specify what we're talking about here. Are we talking, Nathan, about WordPress backups only, or are we going to go into server backups and how we back up our own computer files and stuff? I think we should talk about every single way that we can think of backing up. So, yeah, let's let's talk about them all. Uh, okay. I think that's a good idea. Should we start with WordPress backups? What I mean by that is a, a, a plugin that does backing up for you. Yes. 
Yes. Well, they come in two types, we decided, didn't we? We chatted about this before and we thought, well, they basically, they're either the self-hosted types and the favourites or the popular ones out there, the best known are iThemes is Backup Buddy and Updraft Plus or Updraft Plus Pro. And, and there's tons of other ones, actually. Do you remember the names of any of those ones? Oh, there's my Duplicator. goodness. No, to be honest with you, the only one that I arrived at when I got to WordPress I heard good things about Opdraft, but for some reason, I think I went with um, Backup Body and never changed. I can't think what the reason was at the time. Yeah. So I never really got into the whole exploring thing. Um, yeah. So no, regrettably, I've got I've got no more knowledge about them than that. But I I bet there's a whole raft. Of yeah, them. there is. There's Backup W no Back WP Up and Backup WordPress. Better mention a few of them, else people get upset with us. But yes. anyway, sorry. And the other types are the hosted types, which well known is Vault Press, which comes with Jetpack. And it's quite yep. expensive, and also Blog Vault as well. These yep. are they take care of everything; they host it themselves. And you spoke to um, oh, I've forgotten his name. Sorry, is it uh, the the guy who runs Blog Vault? Uh, Akshat Chowdhury. Yes, yes, yeah. So they run that. So that's the the two types. And then we decided there was a, a third one which doesn't kind of fit neatly into these categories but it well if you assume that the self-hosting the downside of it is it uses up all your server resources while it's doing those backups and the hosted one doesn't because they're doing it for you there is a third option which is the wp time capsule which is quite new which only which is kind of self-hosting but it only saves the files that are changed so it doesn't use up the same resources Hmm. how do they how do they the non-self-hosted ones. What did you just call those? Instead of calling it self-hosted, did you just call it non-self-hosted? <laughs> did I just get that wrong? <laughs> yeah. No. 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 I just can't think of. There must. There's probably a word for it. The let's call it the SaaS backup yes. solution. Um, yeah. Software as a service. How on earth do they not use your server resources to get stuff off your server? Ah. Well. Yeah. That's a good question. I guess they do, but they they do limit it, don't they? That's one of their selling points, I think. Um, Presumably, they must use your server to get stuff out. I don't know how that works. That's interesting. Um, But that is the claim, isn't it? So if anybody has more technical understanding of that, when I spoke to Akshat, it wasn't wasn't around this topic, so that'd be quite Mm. interesting to know. Um, Yeah, I'm doing all of it off my server so you know at three o'clock in the morning or something like that i have a a sequence of events that happen so backup body goes for 10 minutes on this website and then it 10 minutes later it goes on this one and i've just got a little spreadsheet of which sites are going at what time so that if i lose a client i can then use that slot for backup body and typically it takes about five five well not even about a minute to run through its process um Oh. That that works for me, and that's daily. You do the I do I do a full. full backup every day for every site. Ah, that's interesting. So this is a debate in this as well because yep. I do daily database backups and yep. generally weekly full backups. Yep. I just can't see why not. Hard disk space is so cheap, um, mm. and these services um, have an element of storing it off site. So. You know, you can send it off to Amazon or you can send it off to Google Drive and then ultimately to your own computer. And then whatever backup system that you've got now, GDPR aside, that works for me quite well um, in that I've got a backup of every site every day at a certain time. 
because I just don't. I just want to be able to back up the most recent one of everything without thinking about files and any of that. So, you know, if something catastrophically goes wrong, I know that I've got a maximum of 23 hours and 59 minutes where I can say to the client, um, you've only got to repair one day's stuff. That's all that you've lost. Um, and that, yes. that works That works well for me. I, I like that system. But I could understand why you wouldn't do it that way and why, why you just do the database each uh, each day and the maybe the, the files each week because it saves a load of disk space. But I, I noticed that in Backup Buddy and presumably all these other uh, products as well, you can limit the amount. So, for example, you could say only store 14 um, instances of backups. So mm-hmm. in, in my case, that would represent two weeks. In your case, that might stretch to three months or something. Mm. It's exactly what I do with Amazon S3 is where I save as well as on the server itself, yep. of yep. course. And uh, yeah, that's set to auto delete as well. Yes, yeah, yeah exactly. So that you, once you've um, once you've got a certain amount, you don't need any more, do you? Because let's face it, if a, if a problem with the website hasn't come to light within a couple of weeks, it's probably not really a problem. He said <laughs> confidently, like that was <laughs> like that was sage advice. You wait. <laughs> what will happen this afternoon? I need to roll back to four weeks ago. <laughs> I'll get a phone call. But that's that. That is a a thing, isn't it? You know, the amount of time that you keep backups. Do you make do you make um, allusion to all of this sort of stuff in your uh, contracts that you sign and the care plans that you have people on? Yeah, the plan says how much we're going to do backups. So of course, I vary that, and I vary it for myself as well. So because we're taking orders, I keep backup buddy. So what happens is I use Updraft Plus and that's sending to S3 and keeping a backup. But I keep Backup Buddy in there so I can do my own backups locally. So I, I encourage clients, if they've done some major changes and it might fall in between the backups, they do a backup with Backup Buddy as well. Mm. We so sh- they can control it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good idea. Yeah. We, we should also point out that plugins like Backup Buddy um, and presumably Updraft Plus, without mm. using well, without downloading the backup or sending it to Amazon or Google Drive or Dropbox or whatever choices you've got, they are, in fact, keeping that backup on your server. So, Mm. you know, if the server goes down or for some reason those files are deleted, your backup will go with it. So that you you do need to be a little bit mindful that you're storing that backup, um, downloading it each week or each day or sending it to Google Drive or whatever. That's my preferred way of doing it. I, I send everything to Google Drive, um, and that that I've got a large Google Drive account, and that that's fine with me. That works perfectly. Yeah, and I think you know that's one of the things that I understand why people go for um, Vault Press and Blog Vault as well because they take care of that, don't they? If you yeah. try and save costs and use Amazon S3, and it is dirt cheap, but it is quite confusing to set those buckets up it's not an easy task you know no, you do no. lose a day yeah oh okay i've never really used um the, the the s3 options in any of my my backup solutions so you do it's a little bit of a learning curve is it mm, definitely once it's um, done though i would say that amazon's architecture and infrastructure is is really good everybody says so um so it's a pretty safe place to store it i would have thought yeah i thought there is i mean it was raised actually in one of our discussions on the uh, WP Builds Facebook group, and that was about the security issue as well. Mm. So those hosted solutions, uh, Vault Press and that, they 
they avoid one issue, don't they? So let's say your site is hacked and you've got all of your details and how to send your files to Google Drive or to S3 or something like that. Mm -hmm. There's that potential, isn't it, that you give the hackers access to the place where you store your backups or your other backups as well. Ah, right. I hadn't really thought about that. That's a good point. I would imagine that um, trying to hack Amazon S3 or Google Drive, in my case, is, a, is fraught with difficulty. Um, so I, I, I feel okay with that, but I, I, I know what you mean. That, that seems like a legitimate concern. How about um, these incremental backups then? Do you adopt any of that stuff? Yeah, well, I tried time capsule and, you know, I, I think it was working fine. Here's the problem with backups. You really need to back up before you know if it's any good. Yes, and re restore, it. yeah. Restore. And I, I, I haven't done that. And um, so it is, uh, I'm still testing the WP time capsule because I thought the idea was fantastic. We should explain um, what the idea is, shouldn't we? <laughs> Rather than just saying well, um, granular yeah. or whatever word we've just used. <laughs> Yes. Well, as far as we know, and we, our understanding isn't great on this, we're going to assume that it does the database as a full thing. So you've got that. But what it does is it measures the changes on any of your files. And should that file have changed, it will then send that to the place where your backups are. So instead of using up the full resources, packaging everything together and doing a total re-save, it's only saving the files that have changed. So you have to trust that it knows what files have changed. Yes, presumably this is in an, in, in an endeavor to save hard disk space, just to save mm. a little bit of space. You know, if you're on uh, a, a tight ship with a small amount of hard disk space for your hosting, um, each, each megabyte or gigabyte might matter. So if you're only saving the incremental changes, to my mind, just my way of thinking, it's nothing, I'm not suggesting this is a bad idea, like I say, because hard disk space is cheap, I personally can't see why not have the whole thing. Why not just take the whole thing every single period of time? Um, because I I just can't see why you wouldn't do that instead of going incremental. But there you go. That's just my little prejudice. Yeah, but they. I think their selling point was the resources thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I ha I certainly do see it when the when the saves are going on. Um, it it is hitting my server. I can see. Yes. You know, there's yep. an increase on the CPU and all yep. of that. So, you know, I I'm all for that, particularly if you you know you're paying for your hosting and you're trying to get as many clients as you can on your hosting. I can see you know it might be a benefit there. Yeah, and then of course you've got the integrated with your hosting um, solutions. So, for example. Um, if you've uh -huh. got a cPanel account or you use Plesk or something like that, there yes. are there are options in there to yes. to back up the database, back up the, uh, the the files, and and send it to wherever you want to send it send it to. Um, increasingly, with the managed WordPress hosting environments gaining in more popularity, that that, that those options seem to be taken care of by the hosts themselves. So you don't really get any choice about it. It's just if you buy. Um, hosting from us, we're going to back your site up every day. No, 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 no. You know, it's <laughs> nothing to do with you. And um, yes. and then we'll we'll be able to restore whatever backup we take by clicking a button. Um, and that's mm. very compelling, I think. Actually, the fact that that's just all taken care of. You want to restore? Just select from the list of forty most recent um, saves that we've got and, and click restore, and boom, you're done. It's great. 
Yeah, it is great. And I, I've done that a few times. Hmm. Um, Have you ever done it in, in anger, as it were, where something's gone wrong and you've needed to back it up and restore it? Or is it just, oh, I've mucked something up, let's go back? Yeah, it's generally that, yeah. the latter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've had to restore, um, or not had to, I have restored a few times uh, with backup body, and I've, I've found it to be a faultless procedure. Nothing, as far as I know, absolutely everything worked 100% fine. You import into the root directory of your file structure, don't you? This I can't remember what it's called, import body.php or mm. something like that, mm-hmm. um, and run that, go to that um, in your browser, and you just fill in the details, um, and it, boom, off you go. Um, and it's worked flawlessly, so I've got no complaints about that. Yeah, I mean that's the, with all of these kind of plugins that you buy. I mean that's that's you 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 buying two plugins in one, aren't you? Really, you you're often buying a migration tool as yes. well as a backup tool. Good and uh, yeah, yeah, it's the thing with uh, Updraft Plus. It's entirely free and it's really reliable. But if you need to migrate with it or use multi-site, I believe you you need to upgrade to the pro version. But it, it's, uh, a, yeah. mm, it's a fantastic plugin. So they've Otherwise. stripped out that functionality. So if you are if you use the free version, you can back up your own site time and time again, no money at all. Mm. But if mm. you wish to then transfer that site, you, then you'll yes. need to stomp up for their license version, the pro version, so that you can then take that to a different hosting company and restore your site. Well, that's a very generous offer though, isn't it? Because I would say most people are using it for mm. the, the backing up, not the migration. Um, mm. That's really good. Yeah. I can't remember how how the pricing for backup body was. Um, I, I have a recollection that I've paid one time for forever mm. lifetime deals. Yes. You know what I mean. So I can't. I don't know if they had a site limit or any of that. Not sure. No, I think it's the same. It was called Gold. I think they've changed it recently. I think you you the the lifetime deal has gone. Okay. But uh, yeah, uh, but that's what I've been using, and I think you know it has its critics. Backup body. I think typically people uh, have some difficulty on some servers with it not doing the automatic backups. Okay. But in terms of my experience using it as a migration tool, it's always been fantastic. Mm, okay. Well, that's good. I mean, I've, like I say, I've used it a bunch of times, but I've only ever been doing it from one site on my server to another site on my server, just mm. testing it really to see if it works. And then sometimes, I can't remember, swapping themes or something, I destroyed a file or I can't remember. Anyway, it's always worked and it takes a takes a moment or two it's not it's not entirely massively intuitive there are a few little hoops but you read the instructions and it's a piece of cake and then of course you've got the um the old command line Mm. oh the uh the well i i use this quite a lot actually um i use the command line for navigating the file structure for wordpress sites and then i use the tar command tar which uh, creates a tarball um, I use tar.gzip, G-Z, um, which creates a, a gunzip tarball file, um, which is a bit like a .zip file, which Backup Body creates. And then I store that outside of the root of WordPress. Um, and then I use MySQL dump command to, to store the database. And it's all just stored in one great big SQL uh, file. And then when I want to restore it, I just wipe the files clean, untar it, stick the files yeah. in the right place takes a few seconds and then drop all the tables in the database and then uh, pipe the pipe the SQL file back in again using the command line there's about so you you've got to learn two commands that is two commands to suck things out so the mysql dump command to pull it out and the tar file command to 
pull the files out and then you've got to learn the opposite to put them back in again. The only problem with doing it that way is that um, if you do anything wrong, it can really screw things up. And obviously you've got to drop all the tables and things and that can be a bit fraught with fun. Um, but it's I, I would say that of all the solutions, it's the least likely to fail. It's the, yes. m- the most likely to work and it's super fast once you know yeah. what you're doing. And literally you could write the, once you've perfected the commands and tried it a few times, you could just drop them into your, you know, into a, text file and just copy paste them replacing the values uh, for example i always save them with a file name with the date in so you know you might just delete the date and put the date in correctly each time and then it's you know you know it's going to work and it would take a few seconds out of your day and you'd have a absolutely totally reliable um operating system level backup yeah yeah not many of us are going to do that aren't we? because we like that sort of something we bought something it's going to take care of it for us well if, we it, were... if it works use it i just use it because it's far it's by far quicker and sometimes if i'm operating on a wordpress site and i don't have backup body installed um mm. it's just it's just way quicker to to do it this way than it is to get backup body stick it in license it you know and then go through all the the bits and pieces but they but it you know and presumably you you could automate that stuff as well if you knew what you were doing i've I've never automated it i just type it in at the time i need it but um it could certainly be be automated yeah we were should we tell them that we were poking around in a backup buddy backup yeah Yeah, it was interesting wasn't it because we were trying to work out what it did differently and we'd heard and it was kind of more rumor that um backup buddy could have some failings when you're restoring because it, it has to put everything back together for you and it's absolutely right when you go and look at the database it actually stores all of the different tables as their own sql files doesn't it? right yeah whereas the the, the mysql dump mm. just stores the well i mean you could you could do it that way if you wanted but um mm. you just use the one command to to back the whole thing up into an sql file um and and it just just worked. The other way, of course, of doing all this stuff would be using something like PHP MyAdmin. I'm sure that there's export mm. options in yes. there. Uh, not that I've ever used them, but I bet I bet there's an export button and an import button. Um, yeah, less likely to be um, accurate than with the command line, I would say. But I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure, entirely, entirely possible. Um, but yeah, there yeah. you go. But the backup body file, yeah, there's a in in a in the site that I just looked at. There was about thirty or forty. SQL files indicating uh, each each of the tables in the database, and I'm I think that's what that's right. I think that's where it's getting them from. It was in well, I can't remember the route we found it, but it was in um, WP hyphen content backup body temp or something like that. Um, and and yeah, that's that's a, another point of failure possibly, but it's never failed for me. No, it hasn't for me. And I guess you could, as you, you're right, you can import and export directly. Um, so you could import those tables individually, I guess, if everything went wrong. Yeah. Uh, my yeah. personal take on backing up is that I literally don't think you can have enough of them. I think mm. if you back up all the things to all the places all the time, you, you've that's better than sticking with one thing and hoping it's working correctly six months from the last time you tested it. Yeah. So I actually we were talking- have, I have server backup. I have command line backups, which essentially are similar things. I have backup body backups, which I send off in all different directions. So they're stored in about four different places. And it's crazy, I know, but it makes me sleep better at night. 
Yeah, so I'm exactly the same. So I've got my S3 and then I've got my local server. And then I've got, which we were going to talk about, which was the server backups themselves. So mm. I, I don't know how this works with other services, but certainly I am paying for DigitalOcean and Cloudways to do backups for me of the server. Yep. So the whole server is getting backed up. Yep, yep. I, I, I have exactly the same thing. Yeah, and it, that's a giant file. Um, mm. And it includes everything, all the all the settings and, and what have you. Less less required, I would say, than. Um, but obviously, if if it's your business, then it's important to have that. But if you're just maintaining a one or two WordPress sites or your own WordPress site, you you don't need to probably go as far as that. You just need the files and the and the database either for keeping as a backup or for for migrating. There we go. Yeah. Is is that backing up done? I think it is. We didn't mention the because actually you put me onto the other thing that I use for backups, which is my whole computer files, and that actually includes backups as well. And they're all going to Spider Oak. Ah, yes, yes, the venerable you... Spider Oak. Yeah, I. Yeah. We have. We both have a lifetime unlimited, not a lifetime, an unlimited account, don't we? So mm. in my case, the 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 Google Drive backup of the backup body backup comes onto mm. my Mac through the Google Drive Mac app, which has got a different name now. I think it's called something like Backup and Sync. What's it called? Uh, Backup and Sync from Google. And then Spider Oak, being Spider Oak, crawls my local computer and, and sticks anything new it finds up into another repository somewhere in North America. Um, mm. So, yeah, there's more stuff. So, again, GDPR <laughs> fun to be had with all those backups. <laughs> but nevertheless, it's it's more um it's it's more backups which i quite like the idea of but it's all encrypted before it leaves your computer with spider egg anyway so uh, yeah you know it's good done 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 great backing up done right okay let's um let's say goodbye to this bit and go to the interview bit so it's interview time on the WP Builds podcast. And this week we've had somebody, I think I've been trying to get this gentleman on for quite a long time and various things, you know, his calendar didn't meet with my calendar and, and this, that and the other. But finally, here we are. I've got Sujay Power all the way from India. And you'll know Sujay because he's behind the, the company Brainstorm Force. Um, perhaps the company name doesn't ring a bell, but the products that they produce certainly will because they're behind the increasingly popular Astra theme. They're behind Ultimate Add-ons for Beaver Builder, Convert Pro. Uh, do you know what? I could go on, but I'm going to wait there and just say, hi there, Sujay. Hi, Nathan. Hi, everyone. Hi. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll get stuck into the interview, if that's all right, because one of the first things I wanted to ask you was um, was about... Where, where you're based, actually, because just before the call, I mean, I knew this already, but perhaps those of you who don't know Sujay will, will not know that he's based in India. Where exactly in India are you? Uh, well, I'm uh, in a city called Pune. Uh -huh. It's very close to Mumbai. Yep. And um, did you did you sort of um, did you grow up with tech and technology and computers in your life, or is this something that you've just recently stepped into? I say recently, when you decided that you were uh, of an age to pursue a career, did you go straight into tech and websites, or did you do something first? Well, not at all. Uh, I grew up in a very countryside where computer and internet was a very, very expensive thing. It was a luxury. 
so i first like uh, started using computers when i was uh, 11 years old and i was one of the very few people who had access to the computer and i started using internet when i was uh, 15 years old so yeah uh, in india when uh, in the part where i grew up internet and computers were not common Mm. Uh, it's been about 10 years i started using internet and computer the, um where i live in the uk um if you were to walk into a a classroom of a typical school there would be a little row of computers and there'd probably be a um so access to to tablets somewhere in the school and all of that kind of stuff and you know and they've got access to all this and when the children go home a, a significant proportion of people would have um access to the internet and a computer somewhere lying around would would you say that that now is the case in india or or is india still um n- not that way no uh it is a case in india now internet is very cheap computers mm. are cheap mm. uh, mobile and smartphones are everywhere you see them in every kid's hands so it has uh, changed dramatically mm. the um the, the reason that i ask these questions is because from where i'm sitting it seems that india is kind of almost like i mean the whole of india if you like feels a bit like silicon valley um maybe 10 years ago in that i get emails quite a lot from um internet marketers and i'm in quite a few facebook groups where saas products are launched and wordpress plugins and so on and so forth and it feels to me like you know most of the stuff that i'm seeing new stuff that i'm seeing is actually coming out of india do you do you think i've got that right or you know or have i just got a skewed facebook feed <laughs> i think uh, you're partially right mm. uh, education system in india is very very robust uh computers technology and uh, things like this are little bit natural to india because uh, maths is a very uh, common subject in india mm. so uh, i believe you are partially right there mm. Yeah it always felt to me like there was a strong drive towards maths in the education system of India um a lot of the um the, the more famous mathematicians over time have actually actually been from India haven't they well it's certainly certainly interesting and and again the reason i asked is because it feels like there's um a giant swelling of internet companies and tech companies in India i wondered how I wondered how that made it um whether that was easier to to pursue the line of work that you do in India or or if indeed that is a lot harder. So for example in in the UK it's fairly easy to make a living out of building websites and using WordPress and so on. Um but in the industry that you're in I just wondered because it feels like so many people are involved in it. Um do, do you find it's incredibly hard to to turn a profit or to stand out from the crowd or has it been fairly plain sailing for you? uh well when we started in 2009 when i started brainstorm course at that time internet was a uh, very uh luxury like i said yeah yeah uh, it was very difficult to find customers who wanted websites but time had changed uh, internet has become very very accessible uh, computers are uh, everywhere seen mm. smart smartphones are there so things have changed it's definitely a different uh, scene now than what it used to be uh, when i started when you began um and you said that very few people wanted websites and you and your business was to to build websites did you did you look outside of india um to 
uh, I don't know, Europe, Australia, North America or something like that in order to get those websites contracts? Or did you did you concentrate on India and, and just find the ones that really did need your services? Uh, I started in 2009. Uh, and when we started, the first website we created was uh, for my college. So uh, we found some customers from India, some from like, you know, referrals who uh, were coming from Australia, US and different parts of the world. Yeah. So it's a mixed audience. It used to be a mixed audience for us. Uh, yeah. And now if somebody was beginning to, um, to create a, a WordPress um, website building business, uh, in India, presumably, because there's this giant swell of uh, companies and businesses taking off left, right and centre. It would be fairly straightforward to to find people in your local area who were willing to pay for those websites to be built. That's right. It's actually, I believe, easier to find customers in India nowadays than to find customers in uh, UK, US. Yeah. Because uh, most of the businesses in India still don't have a website. Wow. So you have okay. huge market share. And you can find customers more easily. Yeah. I mean, it, it, everything that I read, hear, see about it, uh, India just makes me feel like it's it's the place to to watch in the future regarding tech. It just feels like all of the stars are aligning um, and that, you know, you're in the right place, <laughs> I think, really. Um, anyway, let's let's move on and we'll talk a bit, little bit about the, the stuff that you've achieved since 2009. Now, I don't know the exact order... Um, that you've released products, but I I came um, into your uh, list of product purchases when uh, Beaver Builder came out because just coincidentally, the time that I was coming into WordPress uh, from Drupal, there was um, there was lots of talk about Beaver Builder, and I hopped on and I bought my first license for Beaver Builder, and then sure enough, within about literally about ten days. Um, Ultima add-ons for Beaver Builder came out and uh, you were offering a, a fantastic uh, offer at that time for a, a license. So I hooked onto it and, and ever since then, the products have just been coming left, right and centre. How did you, would you like to tell us a little bit about your product history? What, what's the, what was the first product that you could buy was that you launched and, and do you want to just talk us through the, the evolution of your business over time? Sure. So uh, when I started, we were a digital marketing SEO company and slowly we uh, moved into website development design and uh, custom development services. WordPress was one of our uh, biggest uh, source of uh, development or biggest like you know most of our customers came uh, from uh, WordPress ecosystem mm -hmm. and uh, in 2012 or 2013 uh, we released our first free plugin on WordPress repository. It was uh, about SEO. Uh, it was uh, called, it is called ultimate, uh, it is called all-in-one uh, schema.org snippets. Yes. It is related to SEO and where our roots come from. And from there, uh, we had like, you know, many people reach out to us who were asking custom development, custom plugins and custom uh, uh, WordPress solutions. So that's how we got into the WordPress plugins business. Mm. Uh, we were agency, we were like about uh, 20 people and uh, many of our customers were WordPress users. 
and we needed uh, some like you know easier uh, solutions for our customers so we can uh, build from and uh, at that time visual composer was very popular and our first product was visual Com ultimate add-ons for visual composer uh, visual composer was very difficult and uh, it did not have many features so we tried to extend it we tried to add more features in it and we actually did not know we, we can sell that. We reached out to the author of uh, Visual Composer and we asked them if they would like to take our code and uh, back that into our product. But they advised that we can just uh, build it as an add-on and sell that to other users, which we did. It became instantly very popular. So that's our first product for, uh, that, that was our first commercial product. Um, presumably, you are now, um, you know, with that success with Visual Composer. I confess, I don't think I've ever really used Visual Composer. I understand the premise. It it, it looks like a sort of bridging gap between um, a fully featured page builder like Beaver Builder or Elementor and and just hand handwriting all the code yourself. It's sort of, you know, it's like little building blocks, isn't it? But having having had success from that, do you now, uh, is everything that you do related to WordPress or do you get involved in other CMSs or other platforms? Initially, we tried to uh, work with Joomla, WordPress, Drupal, and other even uh, custom coding. Mm -hmm. But now we, we are totally focused on WordPress solutions. Yeah. So Visual Composer gave you um, the opportunity to create a profitable product. Um, where did you go from there? What, what was the next thing that you turned your attention to? Uh, our main business was still agency, even though we had launched a very successful uh, plugin. That was around for Visual Composer. Mm. Agency business was still our main source of income. Uh, so uh, after Visual Composer, we did not really launch new products, uh, but people came to us, reaching uh, people reached out to us asking if uh, we can develop add-on for Visual Composer, if we can develop add-on for Viva Builder as well, which was becoming very very popular. Mm. So we uh, looked into the Viva Builder. It felt really very uh, good solution that we can, like you know, uh, develop another product for. And we launched add-on for Viva Builder, which is known as Ultimate Add-ons for Viva Builder. And um, and presumably that also um, made you feel good because my guess is that was also quite successful. I mean, certainly. Everybody that I know who uses Beaver Builder tucked away somewhere in their suite of products that they've purchased is one of your ultimate add-on licenses. Again, would you look back on that and say, yeah, we were very pleased with the way that went? Definitely, I would mm. say that. So it was uh, in 2016 and we, um, and from there we have tried to focus more and more on the product side and less on the agency side. Nowadays, we uh, most of our team is uh, working on the products more than the agency business because uh, it is bringing more revenue for us uh, these days. Do you plan to drop the um, the agency side? I mean, obviously, that's not something you necessarily want to say out loud. But it, given given a fair wind and a few years under your belt, would that be something that that would be desirable for the company to to be producing plugins exclusively? Uh, I wouldn't say so mm. because. Uh, our agency business is very settled. We have a very good retainer customers who send us business every month. Great. So that business is very stable. And uh, I have a partner, I have a team which is dedicated for our service business. Yeah. And that part of the business actually gives us quite nice feedback on uh, which things are going in the market. Yes. What are the needs of the customers? And we get to uh, 
get a we get a chance to work closely with our customers so we understand their needs better yeah and that's the way we can develop better products so i wouldn't i don't think we will uh, drop our agency business anytime soon uh, that's nice because i mean that seems to be a way that a lot of people go you know they they have a successful plugin which occupies lots of their time but um you seem to have a, a fairly large team so you can probably branch out in all these directions which is lovely now a lot of people um, who produce plugins for WordPress uh, find it really difficult to have one hit. You know, they would struggle to get one plugin that enables them to have a have a nice income and so on. And yet, okay, in the story so far, you've managed to have two. Are you? Um, well, I know that you'll be pleased with the way that it's worked out and your success and so on. But are, are you are you sometimes surprised by the way that you've been able to? earn a living out of WordPress because there's so many people who try it and it doesn't work out for them? Uh, well, I wouldn't say I'm uh, surprised because uh, it was a strategic uh, decision to uh, go full-time in the WordPress. Mm. Before WordPress, we were doing other kind of custom development as well. Mm. And WordPress is growing. WordPress was growing. And that's how we decided to go uh, full time and uh, dedicated. I uh, have a dedicated team or 100% focus in the WordPress. So yeah, uh, yeah. It just kind of feels like there's so many people who release plugins and try to make a living desperately hard out of things that are attaching onto WordPress. And, and 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 I think it's fair to say that a lot of them start with great intentions but fall by the wayside. They maybe they've gone too niche or their product isn't quite good enough for the money that they're charging or simply that you know they don't have the marketing strategy to make it work and and it doesn't pan out for them but okay so in your story um success has come via visual composer and then beaver builder but it feels to me like since the ultimate add-ons for beaver builder came out you've really ratcheted up your plug-in work rate because well things have gone through the ceiling uh, recently we've got a whole suite of things which are probably fair to say have been done in the last year. Let me just go through the through the site. Um, if you go to brainstormforce.com forward slash products, um, we've got Convert Pro. We've got All-in-One Schema Pro. We've got WP Portfolio. You've recently, very recently, um, put out Ultimate Add-ons for the Elementor Page Builder. And then finally, something we'll, we'll concentrate on in a moment, you've got your Astra theme, which has just gone ballistic. You presumably you've taken on some new developers. You made a strategic decision to put your efforts into this. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about this this newfound vigor that you've got um, over the last couple of years? Uh, so these sound like a huge list of uh, products, but it's actually not. They are very related and relevant to each other. Yes. We want to do is a. Uh, I mean, uh, create a suite of products that are useful for agencies like us. So uh, most of our products are like, you know, uh, add-ons for page builders. Mm -hmm. So one is an add-on for Visual Composer, another is an add-on for uh, Viewer Builder, and third one is an add-on for Elementor, which we released very recently. Mm. So uh, we understand page builder space really very well. We understand uh, the user, I mean, uh, users of page builder. Of course, there are differences between each uh, user base, but still, like they share some common uh, expectations from page builders. And we are, I mean, uh, since we are developing add-ons for page builders, uh, we know the challenges 
we know the pain of users and we know like what it takes to build a good extension for page builder from the experience mm. the product that we have convert pro uh, was actually requested by one of our customer uh, it was a custom development project uh, we developed it we released it for the customer and we i mean uh, extended even further we worked on it and we released it as a convert plug which is now known as a convert pro yep so uh, it was built out of a request by a request of a customer plus our own need we had a very uh, well selling product uh, on envato marketplace ultimate addons for visual composer yes we wanted to like you know uh, build a list build a list of people uh, build a list of uh, people who might be interested in purchasing our plugin or uh, build simply build a email list so that's why we uh, built convert pro and we released it to the it's um i've i've got yeah. um i've got a working copy of convert pro on the wp builds website actually we um we run giveaways which you've actually taken part in actually um quite um, successfully as it turns out um the we use it to to gather in uh, emails to put them on our subscribe list but i also use it to create like little um pop-ups in our case they they sit nicely on the bottom just to alert people to the fact that uh we've got a giveaway so at the moment bradley kirby is giving away wallace in line for beaver builder we've got another one coming up next week but it's um it's the most beautifully designed straightforward drag and drop um pop-up and top bar and bottom bar and slide in builder if you haven't used it i would seriously go and check it out i was really impressed by the fact that um you've put in a lot of work into not only the the pay the i'm going to call it a page builder the pop-up builder if you like so you know you can really really fine-tune things to the pixel level form fields you can drag with handles and you can position everything and it's it's really well done but also the um the amount of integrations I use all sorts of peculiar um, autoresponders, like I use Sendy quite a lot, and I use uh, Mailster quite a lot, and you never ever find things that are integrated with those. But Convert Pro does. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Uh, it's really really great. So yeah, if you haven't checked it out, go and go and check out Convert Pro, and then let's let's dwell a little bit on. Well, we could talk about um, All-in-One Schema Pro, but there's probably not as much to say about that. And WP Portfolio, again, not as much to say. Let's talk about the elephant in the room, which is the, uh, I'll say recently launched, but it probably is maybe a year or more ago since you launched Astra. Now, uh, it's uh, 10 months old. 10 months, yeah. Right. It felt like that. Well, anyway, it's under a year. Um, how many How many people are using Astra now? Uh, right now, when we... Uh, last chat or when uh, WordPress last reported, it was uh, 40,000 websites yeah. where Stratheme is uh, installed right now. Man alive. You must be <laughs> delighted. Uh, there is still a lot to do. So <laughs> I'm definitely delighted, but there is still uh, so much work to do. Yeah. I mean, going into the theme business, um, that's quite a big step, isn't it? Why did you decide? I mean, Let's be honest, you go to the WP repo, there's a billion and ten themes. If you go um, and trawl around the internet for WordPress themes, there's a there's slightly less than a billion paid-for themes with pro add-ons and things. Why 
I mean, first of all, congratulations for making a success of a paid theme. That that can't be easy. But why why did you decide, amongst all the other things, that you'd you'd do a theme which is already in a crowded space? Uh, most of the things, to be honest, I mean, there are thousands of themes uh, on the repository on and on the internet, but very few, in my opinion, are done so that cater the market needs uh, that are today. Uh, page builders have taken the WordPress ecosystem uh, and there are very few themes that work really very well with page builders. Mm. Page builders nowadays do most of the heavy lifting. Yep. So we wanted to develop a theme that was uh, very fast, very performance focused, minimal, uh, well coded and something that really works well with page builders which is where like you know most of our pr- uh, products are from. Yeah. So uh, I believe that is why Astra theme is successful because we have a laser focus that our theme is very performance focused. It is very fast and it works well with page builders. I'd be I'd be quite interested if you could dwell just for a minute more on what, what you because we, we often hear this, don't we? You know, it's fast and it um, it works well with page builders and these kind of things. What does that actually mean for somebody like you and your company who's building this theme? You're, you're obviously, everybody sets out. We would like the theme to be fast. Um, what, what does that mean? What do you ha- what do you have to achieve in order for it to be fast? What steps did you need to take to ensure that happened? Sure. So there are a lot of technical things that you can look into when you say uh, you're developing a fast theme. So first of all, your queries uh, need to be optimized. You need to write clean code, which is like, you know, uh, not making a lot of calls and things like that. Uh, You have to look into your HTTP requests and make sure that your theme is well uh, optimized so that it is not making so many HTTP requests and things like that. So uh, your style sheet has to be very, very optimized and in, uh, and Astra doesn't even use jQuery. So uh, it has a very, very small footprint on the front end of the website. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I must admit everybody that I know that's used it would, would concur. You know, I think it's widely agreed that it is fast um, and it does all of those things really well. Um, and in terms of the page builder integrations, for those of you that don't really use a page builder, what is it that makes a theme suitable for page builder use as opposed to unsuitable? Uh, well, so the first requirement for a page builder theme is it has to be, I mean, there has to be a template so that users can uh, make their pages full width. Yep. There has to be an option so they can uh, turn off the title and uh, yep. feature image and things like that. So that is basically what, I mean, uh, this is a very minimal uh, way to describe what a page builder friendly theme is, mm. because there are many thing, many things that have come out recently, such as Beaver Themer, Elementor 2.0, which is coming out. But this is the basic way to uh, make your theme page builder friendly. Nice. Uh, offer users a way to turn off the title, have a full width page template. Yeah, it must be really annoying if you don't know your way around WordPress to um, to buy the page builder and purchase a theme and then realize, I can't get the title to go away. <laughs> it's not full width. Um, problems that lots and lots of people go into the Beaver Builder Facebook group um, and presumably the Elementor page, uh, Facebook group as well and just, just query that exact question. Yeah, I mean, I, I got in almost immediately as soon as you came out because you've you've also around the 
um, all of your suite of products. You've got this overarching thing called the agency, uh, the Astra agency license. And am I right in saying that just about everything that you um, you offer is bundled into that one plan? That's right. Uh, our premium products, which are not on Envato, which are our old products, just excluding those, whatever we have developed so far, we have bundled that in one package called Astra Agency, because these are most of these products are developed for our agency business from our needs. So we believe those are uh, useful to other agencies as well. Yeah. So uh, that is the agency bundle. We have uh, bundled all, I mean, most our most popular products in one suite of products. Uh, in one bundle and we are calling that Astra Agency. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it takes care of so many things. You know, you get the theme, you get the add-ons for the page builders, plural now. Um, and it, it, essentially it takes a lot of the heavy lifting and the searching for a disparate load of plugins that you might need to find and just puts them all under your roof. And what's been lovely for me is that as time has gone on, um, it's grown, you know, um, a little while ago, there wasn't the schema pro in there and then suddenly it popped up one day and I was like, Oh, that's great. I've now got another thing. Um, so that's my next question. Really? Um, you keep adding things into the agency plan and, um, could you tell us a little bit about the roadmap? If there's anything that's not too top secret and that you can reveal, tell us about what's happening in the future. Uh, well, right now focus is, uh, improving our current line of products. Uh, by that, what I mean is uh, we have good roadmap for each of the product we have released so far. It is public. We have a uh, trailer board for each of the product and we have published our roadmap. Mm. So there are quite some things that we still want to do in our existing products. So our current, fo- current focus is, uh, I mean, uh, quality is uh, always important than quantity. So our focus is to improve our current line of products, uh, add more features into it, uh, cater to the existing requests that our customers have submitted. Mm. So that's our current focus. To be honest, we don't plan to develop anything new very soon because there is still so much to do in our existing line of products. One of the um, one of the things that constantly comes up with me and my friends in the WordPress space is um is stability um and personally i mean i don't speak for everybody obviously but i would that 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 really encourages me because i i would far rather have three things that worked brilliantly well um and i could rely on and i knew weren't going to be screwed every time i click the update button than six things which were a bit patchy um, so I think that's that's great. It's nice to hear that you've uh, decided enough is enough for now. We'll get these ones and we'll tweak them and add the features that the, that the community are telling us about and make them absolutely perfect. Um, great. Um, thank you, Sujay. Well, we aim normally to go for about 20, 20 odd minutes. We're on about 28 minutes. So um, if it's OK with you, um, I'm going to um, kind of draw this to a close. Firstly, though, I'd like to draw attention to the fact that Sujay is offering uh, WP Build listeners um, a 15%, I think you said. Was that right? Discount? That's right. 15%. How do we go about doing that? Should I put that in the show notes? Have you organized that yet? Or do you want me to just tell them in the in the show notes? What I will do is uh, I will create a coupon, uh, WP Builds, without any express, uh, all in caps. So 
maybe our users can uh, our listeners can go ahead uh, use that to purchase Asta agency or any of our product perfect oh that's really kind thank you i mean for those of you that haven't um, experienced his things before re- reach out to me reach out to david i know that we use uh, their products on a sort of daily basis um, reach out to us in the Facebook group and we can tell you all about what's going on um, and how we've used it and you know what we think of it, which will be very positive, I'm sure. So it remains only for me to say thank you, Sir Jay, for coming on today. I really appreciate it and um, good luck for the future with all of your products. Thank you, Nathan. Uh, it's a pleasure to finally come on the WP Wheels podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time in coming. I'm glad that we've finally done it. You never know, yeah. one day, maybe, in a distant galaxy far, far away, we'll actually meet up and shake hands. That would be nice. Yeah, I will, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Ah, all right. Have a nice day, and um, I'll speak to you soon. All right, Nathan. Uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. And today's ending fact comes again from impactbnd.com. And we're looking at the fact that is number 18. And it is that a single second delay on your website loading time can result in a 7% loss in conversion. And 40% of web users will abandon a website if it takes longer than three seconds to load. Wow. Wow. That's pretty (laughs) scary, actually. That's an yeah. awful lot of people jumping off. Um, what did you say? Three seconds. Yeah, three seconds. Now, the 7% loss with one second. I've, I've heard this statistic for a long, long time, but that's really new to me. That's an awful lot of really, really tetchy people. <laughs> do, do you think things, you know, even like really amazing websites with all the power in the world, like Facebook, they're not going to load in a second, are they? No. Do you know what? There's just something on the load here because we were just looking at WP builds and the load time there. And mm. actually, different components load. So the final load is probably not what we're talking about. We're probably talking about people if they don't get some type of content within the three seconds, surely. Okay. Yeah, I would imagine I, that. Something to read, like an indication that something's happening. Is that what we mean, mm. really? You know, there's a logo now and a few bits of text have started to appear and so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maybe. I think it must be that. Either way, one second is is really dramatically fussy, I think. That's my impression <laughs> of that. You know, if one second is less than time than it takes you to say one second. Um and so not to not to give it that amount of time, if you're gonna lose seven percent, that's that's speaks of a a real um I don't know, an attention span problem, doesn't it? But also 40% in three seconds. Well, that, yeah, okay, three seconds. But, you know, it's creeping up to half of your visitors. Um, yeah. I know that there's an awful lot of talk in all the communities in WordPress about caching plugins and the ways to do it. Mm-hmm. And obviously recently we had Hardy Press on, who've taken this to heart. Um, yeah, amazing. I mean, we can't argue yeah. with it. If, if, there's a, if that is a statistic and they've done their research and that's the truth, then that's the truth. But... Boy, <laughs> <laughs> even if not, I'm using it because if I want to stop those uh, front page sliders appearing, I might just be able to throw this one saying, you know what, we're at risk here. Wasn't there a, a feature of some of the browsers? I don't know if it still does this where didn't they didn't they start to cache links that were on the page that you were currently looking at just in case you wanted to go to them? I'm sure that was wow. a technology that was going to be in the browsers, if not is in the browsers. They would, you know, let's say you went to the BBC homepage. Mm. They would then start to cache 
all the links around it. And then if you didn't use any of those links, they would just bin them so that you okay. were right there, you know, um, on the money as soon as you hit go uh, and so on. And then there's all this sort of AMP technology, which I confess I haven't really explored, where uh, they try to get to load things more or less instantly. Um, and again, I'm not yeah. really sure of how that technology works. Yeah. So we've given them one and two halves of ending facts this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You've got value for money. <laughs> right there you go that is our ending fact all that remains for us today is to say thank you thanks for listening to the wp builds podcast again we'll be back next week but go and share it on itunes and facebook and any anything anywhere anything that would be very very nice and so goodbye from me nathan wrigley and goodbye for me david Wormsey. thank you yes 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 cheesy music has probably been fading in so see you next week have a nice week